0: Freedom or happiness, we don't necessarily think of our brain. Our brain is just part of our body, who we be- deeply believe is who we are, right? But in the context of dynamic inquiry, understanding the brain and what you're feeding the brain is one of the great keys to your own realization, your own deepening, your own freedom. The truth is that freedom is here, always here in the core, regardless of what you're thinking or doing. Regardless of the programming in your mind, freedom is here in the core. As the life of the life So the challenge, and it's a challenge of a lifetime, is to recognize on a deeper and deeper level what is free of the movements of the brain, what is free of the movements of your mind, what is free of the moods that you have, you're in a bad mood, you have a bad feeling about something, right? so we tend to focus on our moods our thoughts our circumstances and we set out to change those circumstances thinking that if we get the circumstances just right then will be happy and it's this if then movement of the mind if I do this then I will get this if I have a new job then I will be happy if I quit my job then I will be free if I find my soul, my mate, mate, then I will find true love. Then I will be happy, right? This is the postponement of the mind that overlooks what is already here, what is already free, what is alive inside of you in the core, the peace of your being, right? So the brain, for many years, uh, neuroscientists believed that the brain was kind of however it was when you were born. So there was the genetic wiring of the brain that wasn't changeable. It's what you came in with. But now, because of advances in technology, scientists are recognizing the neuroplasticity of your brain and that is whatever you feed the brain, whatever you stimulate the brain with, right, this is the programming that actually changes the structure of the brain. So if you have negative thoughts, if you're feeding your brain negativity, it creates neural pathways in the brain. It creates synapses in the brain. You actually physically change your brain, based on your programming that came from your parents, that comes from your genetics, that comes from the culture in which you live. This is the nature of feeding our brain. So the brain by itself doesn't do anything. It doesn't have consciousness in and of itself. It's like the CPU in your your computer. It's the central processing unit for the body so it operates based on commands from you and the unconscious commands that you're not aware of that actually keep the body functioning all the organs in your body operating right so what you're feeding the brain becomes really important so if you say you can't then you won't because the brain says okay you can't because the commands come from you this deep sense of me and it's the me that is the source code for the CPU of your brain that's a way of thinking of this right so once you really realize that you are the source code that's programming your brain right you are the witness right you're the subject You are not the object. The brain is the object and it is receiving information from the subject, the source, which is this vast empty presence inside of yourself, right? Filtered through your mind and what you're thinking. So thoughts are like the software of the brain. And we're used to giving our attention to the software, to our thoughts. And it's these thoughts that actually physically change the brain, right? So you can actually change your life by incorporating positive thoughts. So instead of saying, I can't do this, you say, I can do this. And not only can I do this, I can do this better than anyone else has ever done it. This, if you repeat this over time and don't buy into the negative thoughts that you can't, right, which is the programming that might have come from your genetics or your parents or your culture, right, if you don't buy into that and you really repeat and believe positive affirmations, it changes the structure of your brain it creates new neural pathways and new synapses and then suddenly you are manifesting that you can right you have results showing up in your life reflecting positive programming and we've all heard this before right but in the context of dynamic inquiry which is what Ramana's teaching represents It's not just a static inquiry saying, Who am I? once and then walking away. Self-inquiry is a dynamic, continuous inquiry. Ramana recommended that no matter what you're doing, you examine who is doing it, who is driving the car, who is going to work, who is angry, who is sad, and then who is this who, right? This who am I, which is his core inquiry. So Ramana was radical because he was the first guru, and he's still radical, because he was the first guru to say, you can be fully self-realized in an ordinary life. You don't have to put on the okra robe of a renunciant. This makes Ramana radical today, and he was radical when he was in physical form, because he says, you are already free. You just have a misidentification. You believe you are the body and the senses of the body and whatever you're telling yourself, right? Right? and the question who am i actually isn't ramana's it isn't unique to ramana it was unique to his experience right he had an intuitive experience who dies what dies right but the question who am i is ancient it predates Ramana by thousands of years. It's in the Upanishads, right? In the ancient scriptures of India, the Upanishads have that question in it because it is the essential question for liberation. You cannot liberate yourself if you are identified with your past and your future and your body. And all those things, the past, the future and the body are very strong. It's genetically strong. We are wired for desire and attachment as a survival mechanism. We are wired to protect ourselves. This is the wiring of the brain, right? We have a visual cortex, which allows us to process visual information. We have a neocortex, which is our intellect. This is where our intelligence comes from, and then at the back of the brain you have the limbic system which contains all of the trauma you've experienced, and right underneath that is the reptilian brain, which is all your motor capabilities and instinctual capacity to react in situations, your automatic reaction, right, comes from the reptilian brain. So the challenge to become free or to become established in the freedom that you are is to see through the very thick veil generated by your brain, by your genetics, your mind, the software of the brain, the thoughts, right? These are powerful because it's part of your body, right? And you're in the body. You are the consciousness in the body right? And the deeper and deeper you realize the truth that you are the consciousness, not the body, and how unlimited this consciousness is, the experience is one of profound happiness, not as a state that changes, but as the truth of who you are, right? So Ramana's Teaching basically is the delete button on your computer, right? It's stop. It's be still. Be quiet. Notice what is actually going on. Notice what you are feeding your brain. If you feed your brain junk, then you get junk as a result you experience junk in your life right and this junk is the story of our past and the blame game blaming your parents it's your parents fault that you're having a miserable time because they got divorced and when you were four years old and it broke your heart and because of them you're miserable today. This is part of your programming. Yet, that yes, goes back to that moment in time when you were four, but it became hardwired in the brain because you believed it. You believed it was true that your feeling of sadness was their fault, but the sadness was generated inside of you even at four years old it was generated inside of you because you made up what them splitting up meant about you right and this became part of the programming of self-hatred or fear or or failure in your life right this is the the food the junk food you've been feeding your brain right so we feed our brain all kinds of junk I'm worthless I can't do it I'm always such a loser right or I shouldn't have done that right the superego can come in to torture us with what we should have done or how we could have done it better right so the challenge in really becoming established in the sublime happiness of your being that is not a state is this willingness to notice very intimately, very closely, what are you feeding your brain? What are you believing? And certainly you can change it with the positive affirmations, right? I can do this. I can be free. I am free. These are positive affirmations. But where do the affirmations come from? Where do the negative thoughts come from? And when you start to notice this, you can actually reprogram the brain. And they knew this in ancient India, the science of the Vedas. They knew that in order to become fully self realized, in the constant awareness of yourself as pure happiness, requires that you actually reprogram your brain right with meditation silence is essential self inquiry the question Who am I which comes before Ramana's experience Ramana had a profound experience of Who am I which is helping so many people around the world and then the other aspect of the Vedas is the mantra the silence of the mantra these mantras these ancient hymns came from silence and is infused with silence and when you use the mantra as a form of inquiry you can discover immediately the source right and the discovery of the source and the sound of the mantra itself reprograms your brain right It changes your thinking. It changes your perception of yourself and the world. And it cuts the entanglement with your circumstances. Because your circumstances will not make you happy. Happiness does not come from circumstances. Maybe moments of happiness, right? But if you look for those moments, you overlook the happiness that is here. That is always here and now right this is the reason for dynamic inquiry the reason for silence meditation and the mantra is to really burn through the very strong program to be trapped by the mind to be tricked by your own mind And you know what I'm talking about. You know how easily you can make yourself upset by thinking about something that you didn't like that happened in the past. And you know that you've tried to fix and control your circumstances in an effort to at least keep it semi-okay, right? Or to make it better. And there's nothing wrong with making your life better, but you won't find happiness there. The happiness I'm pointing to is deeper. And this is the happiness of eternal salvation, right? True redemption from the tyranny of your mind comes from the heart. And reprogramming your brain by feeding the brain love, right? The love of the source And the love of the source is deeper than this feeling, me. Because me is the root of all negative programming. And also all negative, I mean positive programming, right? It comes from the source, this me. And deeper than me is this sublime happiness that I'm pointing to that is simply always here regardless of the moods that you're experiencing which only are like ripples on the surface of the ocean like waves in the ocean but you are the depth of the ocean you know that the ocean is infinitely deep it's so deep the ocean and who you are is infinitely deep so dynamic inquiry, the purpose is to sharpen the blade of your own discernment, your natural capacity to discern between what is real and what is not real, what is imagined and what is past. The brain, certain neuroscientists have now recognized that the brain itself cannot distinguish between imagine, imagination, or the past it can't distinguish between those two things right but you with the sword of discernment can you have the capacity to know when you're imagining something or hoping for something in the future and when you're remembering something from the past that actually happened and often we take what happened our experiences and we project them onto the future and in an attempt to create A better future, right? And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't work, right? But ultimately, all strategies of mind fail. All programming in the brain fails when you realize that the body itself will eventually die. Right, even that with the best health regime, the best exercise, the best diet, the body will eventually be taken. So, meeting death is the essential meeting, right? The heartbreak of the loss of the form, right? Losing your precious body or losing the body of someone you love. This is the great challenge of spiritual. Practice is meeting death so you can discover the deathless spirit inside of you, the eternity that you are, the freedom that you are. And it begins by noticing what's actually going on inside and not buying into it, not allowing yourself to be tricked by your own mind. And the more you practice dynamic inquiry, really checking to see what's happening, happening inside, then you're sharpening the blade of discernment. And if you keep doing what you've always done, right, if you keep playing the same program, if you keep replaying the same story about how it's your parents' fault or your job's fault or your relationship's fault, that's why you're feeling so bad about yourself and your situation. If you keep playing that story, you will continue to feel bad, right, about yourself and other people. It seems so simple. In fact, it's so simple we can hardly believe that happiness can be all the time, that you can actually live your life without the fear of the future or the sadness of the past, that you can really be happy in this moment, in this instant, right? where is your attention what are you giving your attention to if you're giving your attention to the old programming you will continue to suffer these are the deeply ingrained patterns of suffering the patterns that keep coming back and keep repeat, repeating themselves because you have programmed your brain to repeat that the neural pathways are there and the synapses are there to support the negative story right? But the very good news of dynamic inquiry is that you can reprogram your brain, right? That you have this capacity. It's the natural capacity of consciousness to reprogram or remold your brain to recognize the underlying essence, Because freedom is about the essence. And the essence is always there no matter what is going on. You can be totally blissed out in the worst situation. You could be blissed out in the grocery store. Because you are bliss. What generates negativity is mind. And giving your attention to that negativity. That neurotic conversation with yourself. Right? So this inquiry of Ramana, the the core question, who am I, is a fire generator. It generates a sacred blaze. It turns the mind inside out to see the source, because the source is not the brain. The source is you, this me, and deeper than the me is something that cannot be described in words, and it's that presence that vastness, that sublime happiness, that is who you are. Deeper than name and form. Because name and form is the source of all forms of suffering. Name and form is the source of attachment and desire. So name and form is the source of all suffering it's the identification with name and form and the thoughts rolling through your body this is the programming and really very few people on the planet are in this conversation of what is the programming what are you feeding your brain it's normal to suffer to have anxiety fear A sense of hopelessness or despair, right? This is the normal brain programming of our collective global culture, right? But the happiness is here underneath all of that programming and the good news is that you can change the programming that you are literally already free in the core. The challenge is to reprogram your thinking so that you're not focused on your circumstances and your thoughts. Circumstances happen. They change. But you will not find happiness in things that change. And the happiness I'm talking about is constant. It doesn't come and go. We experience it as coming and going. We might experience bliss in a retreat and that bliss can last for several months right people have told me they've come to Satsang and then for months they're in this state of bliss but then somehow they seem to lose it they feel like they've lost it and this is the mind's programming coming back in the brain's programming coming back in to reassert the old pattern So it takes time to develop new neural pathways, new synapses that support the constant awareness of yourself as pure awareness, right? And this is the sharpening of the sword of discernment, right? It's discovering what is always here and giving your attention to that until it just becomes natural, right it's naturally here you're just naturally happy and when you start to get hooked by the mind or tricked or trapped by your mind you can see through the trap you're not as hookable right (laughs) because you are the awareness awareness itself can't be hooked but the mind can be hooked the programming can be hooked the me can be hooked by thoughts and feelings And moods right so what I'm pointing to is so much deeper it's the essence and that essence can't possibly go anywhere even when the body dies the essence remains you are that that essence that life force that always and eternally is Thank you so much for listening. This is Koshi and I'll be talking to you again soon.